Welcome back to A Local and a Foreigner. I'm Annelie and I'm from Germany. And I'm Martin and I'm from Australia. How has your week been, Martin? It's been pretty good, Annelie, actually. <laughs> We've been starting this podcast, like kept starting this podcast over and over again. So I don't know, like this might be the 10th attempt or so. Um, are we giggling? I've been, I've been well this week. I've handed in an important essay, which like took a lot of pressure off my shoulders. So yeah, tell me a little bit about your week. My week's been all right. It's been a lot of work, been uh, just doing a lot of like kind of data input actually this week. It's been kind of boring, but the weather is starting to get a lot better outside. So it's been um, obviously getting darker a lot later and lighter a lot earlier. And that's kind of been really nice to experience a little bit more sun and a little bit uh, warmer temperatures, actually. So that's been kind of nice and to uh, not have it snow every day. That's like, it, Berlin has the most depressing snow, I reckon. Like it does. It's, it's just like how I had this fantasy of living in a city that was completely white and, you know, you, you would you know, be walking in ankle deep snow and, and you could kind of have these special moments and like everyone's like, oh, it always turns into sludge and all that. And and to kind of experience that, that you know, heavy downpour of snow and then how the city reacts to it. But no, it's just not like that at all. It, it, it's, it's, you know, you get a little dusting, it sticks around for 20 minutes so then <laughs> it rains and it just gets reset back to zero. It does. And I think the um, dangerous thing actually is that when it drops down below zero degrees during the night, the melted snow starts to freeze again. And then you have a lot of ice. And this is how quite few like car accidents actually happen or like just like accidents on the streets in general. I, I want to be slipping over. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, every time I go outside, I'm like, looking i'm like i'm like oh come on where's a big sheet of ice that i can just like <laughs> eat it on <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it is about that it just kind of fascinates me the idea of like turning your daily commute daily walk into this like obstacle course you know that sounds like a lot of fun but instead it's not like that like one time actually last week i crossed the road and it was a little bit slippery but there were like police, like the like police were like, oh, there's, there's ice here. Like that's how rare it is. Like I just don't think ice forms in big sheets in the city. Back in the days when uh, the winter still used to be cold um, and I had to commute to school, I'd always go by tram. And um, with me on that tram, there were there was always like a huge group of other pupils or students and we would get off the tram had to cross this sketchy road or like everyone was way too way too uh, lazy to walk the extra 10 meters or like 20 meters to the uh official intersection where you could cross so everyone was just like randomly crossing the streets and that was like kind of like slippery and dangerous dangerous in itself um and after you'd like finally crossed the street this big main street you had to go down stairs and, and because there was <laughs> it's super random <laughs> you would have to go down stairs and since it was slippery and icy um 
that was not always so easy. So just imagine this group of like at least 20 students or even more like being like trying to like making their way down the stairs. And um, what do you think is the worst thing that could happen to you as like an eighth grader with like clumsy, overweight student behind you slipping? It's yourself slipping <laughs> in front of everyone. And uh, yeah, I remember that happened to me and it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> emotionally, emotionally, mentally, and especially physically. <laughs> oh my God. I always remember that there was one rule to, going back to the tram um, that I was always told that uh, when my, uh, my dad had a crash in his car, and the only time he had a crash was when he was driving a car behind a tram. And the wheels lined up with the um, tram tracks in the wet so that when he braked, he like kind of slid along the metal tracks and just straight into the back of the tram. And ever since I heard that story, I've always been so paranoid about riding my bike near tram tracks. Well, that's a different story, but like driving a car on the tram tracks and like having the wheels line up. Do you know what I'm kind of talking about? Like Totally. The, um, just slide. I think we have a mutual friend who likes to actually line up, like do that on purpose. Do we? We do, yeah. What? We do, yeah. Tell I remember I remember being in a car and um, the person driving gets super excited about driving on the tram tracks and because that person was like, Oh, you can you can stay on the tram tracks and then follow it and and it like goes into the other other lane you have to be in. And he would just slide on the tram tracks. Yeah. <laughs> You were in the car as well. <laughs> the brakes on slid on the tram tracks. <laughs> no, not that hard, but uh, I think there was like some excitement in there. That's great. I actually don't remember this. <laughs> I know who it is, but <laughs> and I can imagine that person doing that, but that's great. I love that so much. I just remember that um, so many stories of people... Um, I was with my friend who was uh, new to riding a bike in Berlin and they are, uh, it's all, there's this like intersection near Rosenthaler Platz where it's like, you kind of um, have to merge onto the road and then there's like kind of a whole bunch of tram tracks at the intersection and you are, uh, you have to like kind of cross them and they, you know, crossing them like straight across uh, is okay. But like when you cr like cross them and they're, they're like in line with your wheels, that's when, bad things can happen and I remember just crossing over the intersection and then just hearing this ah! <laughs> <laughs> and they're like their wheels just lined up with the um oh, no. <laughs> lined up oh, no. with the uh the tram tracks and they just uh they didn't know what to do and they just like it's, it's always funny saying someone this happened to someone but like yeah, they line up and then they can't turn out of the tram tracks and it's just bang straight over it's such a dangerous intersection it is like, such a dangerous intersection. And it has like, it feels like a bazillion different roads, like crossing into it. Yeah, At totally. This is how it feels like. But uh, I mean, yeah, I think my biggest fear of uh, riding next to tram tracks is not that I get into it and then fall and have a like hurt myself. It's more the worry about the actual wheels of my bike that they like end up in like an eight shape or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried about my bike than I'm worried about myself. 
I know. Yeah. I miss riding my bike, actually. That's the one thing I do miss quite a lot. This city is very fun to ride your bike around. I highly suggest if anyone visits just to ditch ditch the train, ditch the U-Bahn, and just get a bike and just ride it around the city because oh. that's that's the best way to do it. Totally, totally. The U-Bahn, like, you can do it once just for the experience, but... um. You'll see so much more if you're if you're on your bike and you'll be surprised. Yeah. I mean when I first came here I did a job where I just like rode a bike around the city and just like delivered things. And that was like so fun, just like that experience. It's it's a great way to learn the city and, and also just to kinda of like just kinda of get the vibe. That sounds so stupid, but like just get the vibe of the city and I didn't really crash at all. I crashed once. I rode like eighty kilometers a day five days a week and I only crashed once and it oh no I crashed twice one time was when it was raining and the thing with Berlin everyone thinks oh it's such a bike friendly city oh it's so bike bike friendly but like the road no, okay look 60% of the roads all good but there's those 40% and like even a lower denomination like 20% of roads which are just made out of the most like unbike friendly like thing like material that you could ever imagine and big stones stein yeah. steinkopf no kopfstein 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 flasser just break that into like different pieces what's flasser flaster yeah flaster so flaster is uh the thing that you put on the thing that you put on your knee when like as a child when it's you're like plaster oh yeah. is that just like that's like a social commentary is it Maybe it is. I don't know. I've never thought about the origin of that word. Actually, Stein, a Kopfstein is just like headstone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. This is like the stones. So just well, we didn't even explain what it is. They're stones about the size of your head that have been. I've seen them created. Basically, they get huge stones the size of your head, and they put sand all over the road, and then they press the stones into the sand and kind of match them up like jigsaw puzzles. And I was always told that by somebody that. I asked, like, why is it like this? Like, some roads are, like, paved and some roads are, like, big pieces of rock. And he's just like, oh, it's... The one thing was, oh, it's just how they do it. And that's how they've always done it. And the second reason was they don't wear down as quickly. And then when they do wear down, you can just pull the individual stones out and just put new stones back in and don't have to, like, repave the whole road. Yeah, which is kind of genius. But also, did you know that um, there are different types of that, different sizes of it, and the small ones... That are like I don't know, probably about like have kind of the size size between like five centimeters by oh, yeah, five centimeters ones. or like ten by ten. Something Those are like, like the that. newer ones, though, right? No, they're kind of like small. They're more used on sidewalks. Yeah. And uh, they're getting extinct. Oh, they're running out. Yeah, they're running out, and there was something about that I had that in university in like one course, and I'm sorry that I don't remember much more than that, but. Um, it's made out of a material or like made out of a stone from somewhere, like some place that um, is kind of like running out of that material and it's, they can't get it back. I'm not unhappy about that at all. <laughs> it's shit. It's actually shit. Like there's no redeeming factors about it. Okay. So let's have like a think about what could be redeeming factors. My original thought was when it gets icy, the ice can't form on it because it's not an even surface like if it's a very like flat surface the ice can freeze easier than if it's like huge bumps 
no oh, how naive. way the traction there's they get so shiny and the ice just forms straight on the top of the individual ones and because there's no like indentations it's like a shiny rock you just like foot just slides straight off of i can imagine sliding down a road on in a car just like just bouncing off these stones it oh God. there is no bouncing then anymore it's like just like a city glacier basically. yeah really that's horrible okay so there's no redeeming factor there on a bike it's a great way to like not have children <laughs> okay i had to think about that but yeah um... that's how it feels like you are getting bounced around so much that you your chances of conceiving are so low after doing that <laughs> everything's dead everything's dead everything's it's horrible and um going back to what i was saying when i crashed off the bike um they also have on the side walks like uh big slabs of this rock especially in prince Lauburg. they on the sidewalks they have maybe like a 50 centimeters by one meter slabs just in the middle of the sidewalk and they just put them kind what of are... like big stones oh so like you mean like the big squares in there like They're am like i like oh is like poles standing out of the ground or is that like just like on the sidewalk the material that is it's the material that they make out of the sidewalk it's like kind of big one meter by like 50 centimeters yeah and they're they just... replacing they're replacing the um small stones with the big ones yeah um probably because these areas are like more walked than other areas yeah, because these things are dangerous as hell there's no traction on them at all it rained I wasn't paying attention and I just like looked to my left and my body kind of like my shoulders naturally turned and my wheels just like slightly turned on top of them and the whole bike just went bang straight down on the side and I was going about 30 kilometers an hour when this happened I managed to run it out oh, wow so you didn't I didn't eat it my bike went down on the ground so this is the middle of summer I was wearing shorts a t-shirt and my delivery bag on my back. I had Ooh. a full, <laughs> I had like soup, I believe, in my backpack. Just like. Ooh, was the soup still like together? No, or? Soup never, if you, here's, here's a hot tip, hot, literally hot tip from anybody ordering delivery. If you order soup, it is gonna go all over the inside of the courier's backpack, no matter what. I don't care if you think they're a safe driver, you are gonna lose 40% of your soup inside this person's backpack. And you know what? They never clean it. They never Ooh. clean it. I, I used to clean it. I know a lot of people. They never clean it. It gets stinky. It's moldy. It's gross. Just like... From really, now on, I'm just going to order it and pick it up. From Pick it up. It's, it's, it's yucky. It's seriously yucky. I mean, that's why delivery goes out of business. It's just because if you order soup, you're either going to just literally suck it up and just drink it or you're gonna like ask them to reorder it and then everyone's losing money anyway um yeah the bike went down i just managed to like kind of like hit my feet on the ground like run <laughs> 15 meters uh down the road like doing the thing with your hands where you're like swirling them trying not to fall over and um yeah i managed to run it out and then the other time was i was going down i was going up a hill and i was really tired i had like a big uh, backpack on again and I uh, was really really exhausted going up this hill and I was like kind of looking down at the ground like really trying to like pump hard on my pedals I just wasn't looking where I was going just went straight in the back of a parked car <laughs> oh also not so good yeah have you crashed on your bike 
Um, oh, no, you had something else happen to you on a bike. I had something else happening on my bike, yeah. A bit and of corona was, moment. Yeah, a little corona moment um, during the summer when, uh, like, what normally happens um, is sometimes you have to wait on an intersection with um, traffic lights. I mean, like, law says you always have to wait. Sometimes you can interpret the colors a little bit differently. I see. <laughs> uh, don't copy that, kids. Like, don't do it. Um, but yeah, I was waiting with like a whole bunch of people. And um, during that time, it kind of made me a little bit like aware because Corona was a thing. And uh, I mean, the numbers were quite low, but still you... You didn't really want to get that close to just like a whole bunch of people breathing heavily, especially in summer, sweating and stuff like that. And uh, the lights went on, they, they turned green and we started, or I started crossing the intersection and oh God, it's, oh, it's giving me the shivers. Uh, like there was a guy which looked so innocent yeah like i don't know it was like more like a could have been like kind of like my dad's age or something like that uh or like just like just a dad just like he, he looked innocent and a he dad started or daddy uh <laughs> well i don't know if you mean like by daddy like a cute dad uh the the male <laughs> version of a milf idilf <laughs> well <laughs> well what he, what he's about to do to you we're about to find out um yeah he it seemed like a lot of saliva had uh built up in his mouth so he tried to get rid of it and uh just spit it out not thinking about anyone that could be behind them and uh well at that point i uh didn't take in account like all of the like physics the laws of physics physic whatever <laughs> and it just like landed in my face it was so disgusting i was so it was so horrible i wish i could find that voice message that you sent me <laughs> I sent you voice message. You sent me a voice message. I'll see if I can find it, but it was like a guy a guy just spat all over me. <laughs> yeah, I was so oh, it's so gross. I'm cleaning it up. No tissues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I literally stopped. A little bit went in your mouth, didn't it? Oh yeah, or like something like yeah, I think so. Uh because I mean I was like also like breathing quite a lot. It was warm. I was like mm. trying to be quick to not be behind everyone else that was waiting on that intersection. And I remember I stopped at the next possible spot and just like got tissues and like disinfection um, spray out. And just like, I yeah. think I wrapped it over my face because I was like, oh my God, this is so horrible. I can tell you from experience that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Also, my wallet. My what? My wallet. Your wallet? What happened to your wallet? I, I don't dro remember. I dropped my wallet in Ooh. Vietnam in a public toilet. Didn't you also drop your keys at one I, point? Oh, yeah. I dropped my keys in a river, but that's another story. I dropped my wallet in a public toilet at a bus stop in the middle of nowhere, Vietnam. And I uh, 
it was a new wallet and it had all my money and IDs in it. And I kind of looked at it and I was like, am I going to get this out or is it like goodbye to the wallet? Uh, I decided to take it out because it was a new wallet. And um, <laughs> I remember just like rubbing like disinfectant all over it in the bus, like trying to like, I was just like squirting it on like tomato sauce, just like all over it, rubbing it. Uh, I left it out in the sun. And then two days later, I got a parasite in my liver. Ooh. Yeah. So I can tell ooh, you that. Oh shit. Yeah. That's, ooh. Yeah. Bad one. Yeah. So. Is, but please tell me that's not the wallet that you're using at the moment. It is the wallet that I'm using oh at the moment. Oh my God. <laughs> And we know how many people have tried to buy me wallets. We've just had a new one. Annalie's grandmother has just tried to buy me another wallet. I'm not, I'm not using another wallet. This is the wallet that's sticking with me. Oh, that's so disgusting. I have a parasite in my liver still, and I have a dirty wallet in my pocket, and they just go together, you know? <laughs> Maybe we have to say it's a dad parasite, so people don't get worried. Yes, it is a dead parasite. It is not alive anymore, but still, even Maybe, though. Maybe it's also gone now. We don't know. It could have been gone. Yeah, it's like it's like washing away. But like last time I got it checked was a few years ago, and I'm sure it's fine. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, what about the what about the key you dropped? The key. <laughs> I think I just like was trying to pull something out of my pocket, and I dropped the key into this river, and this river is very famous for just having bread floating down it. I don't Not know where bread, it is. Probably also like um other things. injections and lovely. Um, what are the things? Diapers, stuff like that. It's a great river. A very, very <laughs> nice river. It's more like but, a kennel. Yeah, kennel. Um, I got it out first go with a stick. It's pretty amazing. It was. And I didn't get a parasite in my liver from that. So that's a bonus. <laughs> but, you know, you could say that was desperate. And, you know, I wanted to start a little segment where we can talk about um, desperate house what was I going to call it? Desperate house vibes. <laughs> Desperate house wipe. No, not wipes. Those are the things that you clean your De- butt so with. So it's like, <laughs> we, we all get the pun here. Like, desperate house vibes. Yeah. yeah. So, desperate house vibes. I want to talk about vibes that are just desperate in corona times. Is that a German thing? Do English people say that as well? Corona times. It's German. It's Corona times. It's like, I wasn't <laughs> even times. German. Corona times. Uh, I wasn't even German. Um, yeah, so um, I want to talk about some vibes that, you know, you just felt like it was a little desperate. Um, what was your vibe that was a little bit desperate? My microphone was just buzzing. Um, uh, my vibe that was desperate. So, um, as I said earlier, that I've been doing a lot of rendering and a lot of, um, like, kind of work on my computer, um that has required it to be working quite hard um, for multiple days. And uh, my poor Xiaomi, I have a Xiaomi laptop. Um, Do you, you have what? I'm sorry, I didn't understand. Xiaomi laptop. It's a brand, brand uh-huh. of laptop. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Xiaomi the money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's cheap, but it does the job and it's strong. And for the amount of money you spend on it. The price to performance ratio is just not unbeaten. So anyway, besides you that, have, you, you can plug in HDMI. Can't I can you? plug HDMI. And so USB as well. Eat that lap, Apple. Um, so 
uh what was i saying um it sometimes has known to make a lot of noise like i remember my uh old roommate always used to complain that like uh <laughs> he just like was always complaining about how loud my laptop was that you could hear it from the kitchen when it was like on in my bedroom it kind of makes like a it sounds like um like that like you that's can hear the... on a good day like on a bad day it sounds like a broken oh like a like a broken lawnmower like it's like it's like a really crackly noise it's like it's like a fan hitting metal like and then and then it sounds like it doesn't, doesn't burn sound good. it sounds like it doesn't burn out sometimes um and that's I, I i didn't quite understand so i have cleaned this laptop the fans in the laptop before and it was making that kind of like noise which sounds like the fans just kind of like hitting metal and stopping and like kind of like coming to a halt really quickly started doing that again and i was like okay clearly i've been running this laptop a bit too hard got a bit of dust in there let's open this bad boy up and get dust out um and so i opened it up there was dust inside it not as much as i thought there would be um i cleaned it out and then um the fans just kept doing this so basically it was like the fan would start up and then it would just stop it like stop and uh I was like, this can't be good for it. Like the motor's like clearly trying to work and the, the, the fan is just like stopping completely. And I have another look at it. I'm like, maybe it's jamming. Maybe I'm like screwed it a bit too tight and it's like squeezing the fan. No, nah, it's not that. And then I'm like, you know what everybody needs a little bit in life? Lube, right? <laughs> Lube fixes everything, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Uh... <laughs> So I thought it needs a bit of lube. Um, and, you know, I'm not an idiot. Like, I'm not going to put water-based lube in a fucking laptop. Like, that's dumb. That's, like, a one-way trip to ruining your laptop. I would have probably done it. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing anything about... That's classic. <laughs> the hard work. Classic analog. <laughs> um, that's what... Yeah, and um, so I thought, like, okay, well, let's get some, like, oil-based lube. In this, in this boy and uh you know like i'm not that type of person that just carries around a pocket-sized can of water uh, oil-based lube uh, so i'm searching the house um not really finding anything uh and i realized that actually all of the convenience stores all of the so not convenience stores all of the like hardware stores and you know the normal places where you would buy lube uh, are closed um, so yeah, I could order it online, but it's going to take a few days to get to me. I need to my, run my laptop for another week like this. Like the fans aren't running. We don't want the fans not to be running and running at full. And you couldn't use just like normal, like lubricant that you could use during sexy times. That's water-based lube. Oh, and there's yeah. no oil-based lube? I, I, don't think you, I don't think you want to put that in your wing-wing. Oil-based lube was like... I mean, it wouldn't, like, go well with a uh, condom. That's... No, that's true. You can't do it with latex. But, like, maybe you can. I'm not too sure. But, like, I always remember seeing that most lubricants, like, advertise as water-based. Like, that's, like, quite common. I think there are oil-based lubes. But, like, I think that, like, if you think about it in a way, like, oil in itself doesn't mix with water. So, like, it's not going to really, like, 
go well inside you. I'm not really talking as an expert here, but <laughs> I just know that every condom ever, it says water-based lube. And then, like, if you go to a store, you're going to buy a water-based lube. Um, and I'm also not looking to engage in sexy time with my laptop. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> so... What's the what's the clear option? You know? What's lube? What lube? What oil-based lube do we have in the house? Coconut oil. Basically, yeah. Coconut oil is the cooking lube. Cooking lube. lube. <laughs> cooking lube. Magic has a new name for oil. Cooking lube. Lube, <laughs> lube that chicken up, baby. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, I used olive oil uh, on my laptop. I, I looped my laptop up with olive oil and it worked. Is your is it now smelling like a Mediterranean kitchen? <laughs> Imagine that. It's just like has an my my computer's permanently in Italian. <laughs> I can't turn it out. <laughs> Did it switch into Italian? It switched into Italian. I can't get it out of Italian anymore. <laughs> But Bella ciao. <laughs> <laughs> so But besides that, it just done the job. I lubed my f computer fans up with olive oil. And I feel that is just like the perfect example of like just a desperate moment in Corona, you know? Oh, yeah. Aren't we all a little bit desperate? Do you have a desperate moment? I was very desperate for movement. Just like sitting in front of your laptop doing important things all day <laughs> and i used to be quite active like very active i used to ride my bike to work which was amazing i love that Bes besides that one incident with uh, the saliva in my face <laughs> by a random guy um yeah i really enjoyed these rides and um well working from home being in home office there's not really like the chance to ride my bike <laughs> very far <laughs> So I uh, had a moment of motivation, uh, the motivation to go for a run, which happens about two to three times a year. <laughs> I think that's for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> and I followed my instinct and my gut feeling to actually do it. Mm. Um, went out, went for a run and um, came back feeling good, feeling amazing waking up the next day being in such great pain and uh i couldn't properly properly walk for about three days or so <laughs> and dump enough i did it today again but uh let me get to the source of why my legs hurt so much because one could think like oh if you don't go running that often but you ride your bike like you should like at least like have some sort of like muscles in your leg <laughs> legs and um or just in general if you like walk anywhere like there must be something in there and uh indeed i do have leg muscles but what i don't have or like what i what i not am is i'm not used to running in barefoot shoes and the thing that i used the only like sporty shoes that were available for me in my size in this house were my barefoot shoes which i bought like i don't know like two to three years ago i'm kind of disappointed which... they're not the ones that like have your individual toe compartments 
<laughs> no, they don't have that. And I don't even know why I bought them. That I think that was like a moment where I felt like, oh, I want to start running and I want to do it properly. So I'm going to get these shoes. And I haven't really worn them ever since besides those moments where I decided, oh, I want to go for a run. What's or... even the benefit besides pain? Um, well, they say it's good for your like muscles in your feet because oh. it's uh, like... <laughs> shoes nowadays they have like such um thick soles that what you can say yeah. yeah oh shit sorry yep that was beer bottles <laughs> very professional studio <laughs> so you have very thick soles under all of the shoes which give you like a lot of like like a cushion they're like a cushion so you are protected from glass or stones or just like the ground underneath mm. you which is I'm, i guess like also like in berlin quite important since there's like a lot of um broken glass on the streets and other things that you don't want to step other fun into things. <laughs> other fun things um but yeah it's not so super good for your yeah um, okay for, for, your, for your feet so i bought these wore them and then what you do you can't run or like not like how you would like run normally in other shoes because they're so thin and you're missing that extra cushion that you can cannot land on your feet so you have to basically when you're running you run on your tippy toes you mm -hmm. run on the front bit of your feet which i forgot how it's called and the i'm trying balls to of your feet. yeah balls of the feet thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh so you're landing on the balls of your feet And this is training your calves so much. And if you're not if you're not used to it, they recommend um, training on like wearing those shoes and going for a run on the beach or uh, a nice big. What's the equivalent um, to that in Berlin? Well, I guess you could like go for a run on Tempelhofer Feld, but not on mm. the not on the um, concrete section but on the grass yeah so that's what they would recommend but uh or run in the snow if we fucking the... had any <laughs> exactly but uh yeah dummy didn't do it and did not have a look into it anymore and i just i had to learn the hard way that this type of walking this type of running <laughs> is causing causing pain i remember i was i was a uh, in uh somewhere in asia and i think i was in laos and I did this trip up to the top of this temple and the temple um, was like, it was like famous for kind of like a thousand steps kind of vibe, but these weren't like European standard issued steps. They were like Asian non-standard issued steps where they were like, some were like half a meter between steps. They were like really quite large steps and there were like a thousand of them. It was such a big walk up this, up this hill And I remember that, like, I have chicken legs. We all know that I have chicken legs and it's ridiculous and there's no muscles in them and I'm okay with that, but that's just how it is. And uh, I remember walking up to the top of this thing and uh, I kind of, like, started feeling this, like, weird, like, tightness in the back of my legs. And I was like, oh, that's kind of strange. Oh, again, good workout. And um, got to the top, experienced the, the beautiful view in the temple and then, like, came down and I got to the bottom and I remember like 
the 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 movement of like keeping my legs warm was like kind of keeping the pain at bay a little bit but as soon as i got to the bottom I'm like oh i need a bit of water and then i remember my legs just kind of like vibrating <laughs> i was like oh what's going on <laughs> oh what's going on and like just imagine like a, a really tall dude and his knees are just like kind of vibrating and he can't move his legs and he's just like kind of shaking at the bottom of this hill and it was like my legs were like kind of like buckling underneath me and i was like walking like i'd like I don't know, taking a poo in my pants and I was trying to not like let it like slide down my legs. I was so oh, no. like shaky in my legs. I was like walking home with like wet spaghetti legs the whole way home and, and for the next three days like couldn't walk properly and it still didn't change the situation. I had that happen like two more times that trip going up to temples. I need to do something about the muscles in my leg. Well, I remember um, training. I, I used to be a dancer I used to like do some hip hop dancing basically. And I remember our trainer being super strict. We always had like at least like 30 minute, uh, 30 minute workout before actually like starting the routines we would do. And um, after that, I was in such great pain always like, and after that next school day, I always had like definitely at least like one or two classes in like the top story without uh an elevator mm. i was and at least i had a friend who was doing that class with me or like that training so we would like suffer together up the stairs up the stairs but <laughs> holy moly like was always a good workout <laughs> uh talking about um physical activities around this time of the year um a lot of people and including me i would really enjoy like a ski trip right now um <laughs> there are a few people doing it during corona times which i think is quite questionable uh, but we don't have to talk about the ethics uh of that at the moment there's no ethics to talk about it's just bad <laughs> just don't do it stupid but uh yeah but as a person who lives in germany as a person who lives in germany and has done that once or twice and has also yeah experienced the richness of tradition and culture well, up the how mountains many people how many people do you think go skiing a year like do, do all of your friends is this like like most no. germans no it's i mean let's be honest it's such a privilege to do that mm. it's quite expensive to yeah. do it yeah it's not something everyone can really afford to do um I guess there are like cheaper ways to do it if you like there are like kind of like tricks on like oh you can like rent skis like you can rent skis as an example in Berlin and bring them if you have the opportunity that's if cheaper you, is it it's cheaper than renting it oh in that's the, interesting but I mean it's so cheap to rent them there anyway like how much are you gonna save uh quite a bit actually really quite a bit yeah oh okay we did that like a couple of times and uh yeah you can or like even um buy like secondhand gear if you're like doing that more often i guess that kind of like saves you some money as well like mm. i don't know like we don't need to like touch on anyway that. but but the many rich people do many um from not that many people that i know actually i mean they're like maybe two or three in my so guys there's this really sick underground sport that nobody <laughs> does it's called skiing and snowboarding <laughs> Yeah, okay. I think it's quite a few people are doing it, but 
I wouldn't say it's the majority. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, that's fair. Getting back to the rich tradition and culture. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a few questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, if you're skiing and you're having a lunch break, mm. what do you think? Where would you like normally stop to have that lunch break? Where would you normally stop? Uh, here or back in Australia? Uh, no, here. Here, okay. Uh, you would stop at a hut. Yeah. Okay. Where? Uh, just because of um, because I'm interested now. But what would you do in Australia? You would probably also stop at a hut. <laughs> <laughs> Why you can go skiing but in I don't Australia? Think many people buy stuff at the hut. Like that's like in Australia. Like I remember that majority the majority of people would would bring food because the the food at the huts were like it was just so uh, it was so gross it was like it was it was you, you nah nah no you don't want to do that very interesting because i feel like the hut culture is big it's grand it's great invest In- now <laughs> In- <laughs> yeah um so you can get food and drinks at huts And um, what do you think is a traditional meal that you can get or like something that a lot of people are getting? In the huts? In the huts. Now? Yeah. Or like in the past? Like traditionally? Yeah, like just like something that is like like a traditional dish that people get there on a regular well, basis. Well, uh, it's got to be schnitzel, right? Like that's what I always got. Get a schnitzel, get a schnitty. <sighs> Maybe people do get schnitzels. Yes. Probably. Um, What else do you get? Other Sausage. Stuff. Uh, I don't know actually. Like the sausage. No clue. Um, I haven't had a sausage okay. in a while. So what but, is the traditional meal? But uh, yeah, I brought something sweet, something savory, something salty, and a drink. And I'm just gonna tell you the names, and I want you to guess what the omnius creation is so we're starting okay. off we're starting off with uh with a drink because who doesn't like drinks um it's called shivasa she vasa or shnivasa shivasa shivasa s h e e water s k i oh A-S-S-E-R. Ski Vasa. She Vasa. Yeah. Right. Um, That was German. Yes. She Vasa. So like ski water. Um, Knowing the European tradition, that is going to be heavy alcohol for sure. That's going to be like... That's like... It's cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. It can be cold. You know, my first thing is like vodka and like water cold. or something like that. But I feel like that's a bit too much. But so... Maybe it's like a a schnapps. The gas is cold. The drink is also cold, but, but the my gas guess is, is like also really cold. cold. What are they going to get at the top of this hill? Um, it's not just carbonated water, is it? No. Is that warmer? Yes. Kivasa. Can you kind of give me a hint of like what makes this particularly ski watery? So it m- probably 
the tradition of like every kid who's learning how to ski ever getting that during the lunch break also it's more of a kids thing ski school well i think as a kid you like it quite a lot but then also it's it's kind of becoming a tradition like later on you're like a bit older i think i've probably had it and you've probably seen me having it i have absolutely no idea you gotta tell okay, me okay okay it has a specific color um is it purple no it's not purple i've never <laughs> I'm, I'm just like food, straight it's, it's i'm pink. straight guessing at it's, this point it's pink it's pink it's pink it's, like, it's see-through it's has like little bubbles in there so like one of your guesses was warmer is it like raspberry fizzy yeah actually it is oh there you go hello it like it sounds so special and the thing is that on top of a hill or like somewhere it tastes like amazing like that's like kind of like what you <laughs> want it's great it's so delicious and then when you try to recreate it when you're like in your like little holiday apartment woof. it's not the same not good not the same no bueno <laughs> it's actually a fact when you're at higher altitudes your taste buds are less um uh, are less active so when you're in an aeroplane that's why they put a lot of salt in the food because you can't taste it your t your taste buds are much more dulled so at the top of the mountain is probably the same thing oh yeah i think i've heard about something like that yeah yeah so maybe that's it so that was number one uh we have two more to go um knudelsuppe Knud so noodle soup knudelsuppe knudel knudel so not noodle. Not noodle. Canoodle. Is it Polish? Uh, no, we're talking about like traditional Austrian. Austrian canoodle. Like Swiss Austrian. Knudel. Like is that a made up very... word or is that a real word? I think it's a real word. Could you just say canoodle? Yeah, you can also just say canoodle. I have no idea. <laughs> what, what is the other one like it's well, like soup. two words yeah soup. soup i know the second one yeah. the first one sounds like it's like carrot and noodle put together <laughs> or something like that oh no nah, not quite but uh knudel, like do you have like any other like imagination of like any other idea all i can think about is noodle soup well it's not a not really a noodle or is it like more of like a, a wonton type thing? Yeah. Like, uh, what are those things called? The packets of meat. Ooh. Uh, I think, have we had them before? Are they like yeah, squares? Oh, yeah. those are maultasch. Yeah. They're like pasta and then you have like yeah. a is that just like party filling. Uh, it's similar to that, but it's not that. So knudelsuppe is a dumpling soup, mm. basically with beef broth. And a knudel, which oh, is... Oh, that's pretty close, actually. Yeah. yeah. And a knudel, which is made out of, I think, flour, fl flour, egg. And that's pretty much it, I think. There's, like, okay. not that much more to it. But it's... You can put bacon in it. Mm, okay. Um, it's not very vegan-friendly, I have to say. No. <laughs> I don't think... Yeah. I haven't had it in a while. <laughs> but uh, I remember as a child, I always liked it. Cool. Um, yeah. Nice. So that's the second one. And then the last one is sweet. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, it's called Germknödel. Germ. Germknödel. So it's the same thing, just with Germ. Germ. These words are weird. I actually don't even know what, like, Germ stands for. So it's going to be the same type of, like, kind of packet of something. It's like a wonton kind of packet of Germ. Maybe spinach? No, it's sweet. Keep that in mind. It's oh, sweet. Oh. What do they do with sweet in Austria? They like It's close to Swiss, so maybe it's got chocolate in it. It has no chocolate. What, what is the... What's the opposite to chocolate? Not chocolate. Uh, probably like rice or something like that. But um, the opposite of chocolate, like gummy or something like that. No, like just imagine like you would get like ice cream. It's like always like you choose between chocolate, chocolate. or strawberry. Chocolate and caramel. Chocolate no. and fruit. How is that? Like, no, it's like. What? You're like, e- like you either chocolate or you're. <laughs> Vanilla. Oh, okay. Is that not the. I feel like that's the opposite to chocolate ice cream. I thought it was more thinking about toppings, but sure. Oh, no, like chocolate ice cream and vanilla chocolate ice cream. Chocolate and so vanilla, okay. This Germknödel has something to do with vanilla. And uh, not only vanilla, like you've guessed the shape right. So it's like a packet of vanilla ice cream and. There's no ice cream in it. It's just a flavor. Just vanilla flavor. I have no idea. You gotta tell it's, me. It's the most ridiculous thing. It's if you've t- if you've taste if you get the chance to taste it, it tastes amazing. Okay. But uh, it's super weird. It's vanilla sauce, and then this huge bread bun, basically. This huge vanilla bun sauce and a huge bread bun. And then this kind of like bread bun is filled with plum jam <laughs> and on top of the what on top of the bread bun cakey kind of what? thing you have poppy seeds that's so strange i think i have to try those we can try to recreate it but it's packed with gluten and dairy <laughs> and dairy yeah oh man that's gonna be lovely on my tom tom <laughs> so it's time for word of the week and this week, it's my turn. Uh, and I want to do a nice little German word. Um, I was doing a bit of purchasing this uh, week. And I needed some light bulbs. And uh, so I was on Amazon. And as I'm in Germany, I thought that I would put in the German word for light bulbs. And I typed it in. And then I just kind of looked at the word and I was thinking like, what is this word? What a re- ridiculous word what an absolute ridiculous word because a lot of german words that kind of like translate roughly into the english equivalent shivasa what we just talked about ski water you know you could imagine that in english what's another one you could do um kindergarten (laughs) you guys you guys just stole it from children garden would be a little bit strange like oh take me to the children garden um yeah, well, anyway, I'm not, I can't think of any right now, of course. Um, but the word is... Apple. What about apple? Apple. I was apple. more thinking about, like, two words in one. Oh, like, okay. Kind of like... Um... Apple juice. Apple sauce. Yeah, apple soft. Uh, even I just realized that apple sauce, you don't, like, say apple sauce. That would be strange. 
What Sorry, do you say, I put you off your thought. What do you say then? Uh, apple mousse. Apple mousse. <laughs> apple mousse. Apple mousse. So the word is glue-burner. 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 Burner. Burner. Glue-burner. Uh, glue-burner. So let's uh, do a little quick breakdown. Break it down. Glue is... Uh, glow. 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 And burner. Uh, per? Pear. 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 Just like, how do I pronounce it? Just like, like a pair of shoes? It's exactly the same pronunciation. Okay. Pear. pear. Just spelled differently. Globe hair. What do you have to say for that? You're, you're on trial here, Annalie, as the German. Defend this word. This is the most ridiculous shit I've heard in a while. A glowing pear. Oh, it's fucking glows and it looks like a pear. <laughs> Globe hair. Like, what? Yeah, I think you just, like, um, gave yourself the explanation there. Uh, Imagine if we started calling that the glow pair. Yeah, it's genius. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> That's not how to explain it at all. It's very descriptive. It's ridiculous, is what it is. Descriptive. Descriptive. Yeah. Glowing orb. Glowing glass. Glowing. But glowing glass. What about glue cool? Or is that ridiculous? That's too ridiculous, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so ridiculous! Is the glowing, the glowing like a uh, ball? Like How do you would you say that? I don't even know. Do you know who invented the glue burner? Edison. Thomas Edison. Okay, because I forgot. We probably had that in fifth grade. I really hope it's Thomas Edison. <laughs> I'm gonna feel like a real dumbass if it isn't. I thought it. I'm gonna stick with it. Well, it could have been a. Well, glow apple wouldn't have worked because it doesn't look like an apple and glow banana also doesn't work because it doesn't look like a banana and like glow tree also. So uh, it probably makes sense. What about like, well, think about it. Okay. Light bulb. Do you have a word for bulb? Bulb? Yeah. I actually don't know what it translates Well, you can kind of work out how old a word is just by like how ridiculous it is. Because you realize, like, m- most of the new words, the newer words, the words that have been invented in the last 200 years, would, oh no, last 100 years, would kind of fit within, like, a rough translation of English. So you probably end up with a word like Lichtbob, or something like that, Lichtbob. But we didn't, because it's old as hell, and we ended up with Glühbirne. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, I kind of like it as well, but it's just so <laughs> stupid. It's just like, Lisa. you just feel silly for saying it. We should really go one day through all of the animals and translate them into English. Like oh, yeah. Protect turtle and what is sea protect? dog. What is, what is protect turtle? I think it's like an armadillo. Like the thing, like a... Uh, like a what, 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 what's the German word for it? I'm not too sure. Yeah. I just know the English translation, but like sea dog. Sea dog. Hey, sea dog. Sea <laughs> dog. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I was with my friend. He's like, you know, like I was watching this great documentary about the sea dogs, and I was like, the what? The sea dogs. You know, the sea dogs. I'm like, I like thought about it. Like sea dog. Oh, they do look like dogs. Did you realize? They don't. What type they of do. dog looks like that? Like well, we should ball. really say what this is. It's a seal. Yeah, it's a seal. But yeah. there are like plenty of pictures online. 
of uh, seals. And that's uh, a fat ass dog with really short legs. If it looks like a dog, well, no, the face. We're talking about the face. Oh, that's <laughs> a long stretch. They have really long whiskers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. Um, there's there's other really silly ones as well. Revenge Toad. I really don't know like which one that is. One day we'll go through it. We'll make an episode about going through all the stupid animals. Because there's some real, there's some good ones. Probably. Probably. Well, anyway, I'm waiting on your challenge. Oh, yes. I do have a challenge for you. Um, last time you gave me a challenge that had something to do with the district the part of town that part of the city that we're living in mm. and i thought i would keep that trend okay and uh send you on a journey a dis discovery uh, an expedition okay i'm gonna send you on an expedition expedition through neukölln and i'm challenging you to find three great grand breathtaking Street art pieces. Take a picture of them mm. and uh, show them to me. Okay. And I'm not talking necessarily about like graffiti. I want something special, something. Oh, like, geez. Okay. Oh, <laughs> something unique. I've got a few ideas. Does like trash count as art? Uh, no, I really want something where someone had put the effort in to like put something on a wall or like build something, you know? Okay, I can I can try this. This is it's definitely possible. That's a good good challenge. I appreciate that. Uh, okay, yes, we'll try a coronaless expedition through Berlin. How would that sentence go in German? Corona. <laughs> eine eine Corona-lose Expedition durch Berlin. Durch Deutsch is such a funny word because I always thought it was Dutch. <laughs> Dutch Berlin. Deutsch is also Deutsch. like the one word you used before falling. That's a dumb word. I just realized. For uh, if you're having a bit of a loose poop. Uh, Deutschfall. Yeah, it's Deutschfall. Yeah, it's falling through. Word. It's coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> it went in and it came out. Deutschfall. <laughs> Maybe we should put a trigger warning. <laughs> Deutschfall. It always leads back to poop. Always leads back to poop. And before it goes further on the poop stories, we should probably end it for today. Thank you again for um, taking part in our podcast. Um, we would actually love to hear from you, the listener, if you have a desperate house vibe, uh, if you have a, a desperate moment in Corona, uh, I'd love story. to read it. You can get in contact with us in the email below, or if you're somehow, well, I guess you can send us a message on Instagram, uh, but if you're somehow a podcast listener who doesn't know who the hell we are uh, and not personal friends with us, then you can send it to the uh, email address uh, in the description, which is a local and a foreigner at gmail.com. It's a local and a foreigner at gmail.com or just send it to us over instagram is the other option it's, oh yeah also a local and a foreigner just low lowercase letters and uh 
all together written in one just send it somehow send it send in the post do it the german style send it paperwork fill it out send it to our email send it to our address um yep we're interested in hearing from you if you've got a good desperate moment um yeah let us know otherwise thank you for joining us thank you for being with us thank you martin thank you Adelaide.